Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On the Bright Side. I'm your host, Caroline Susco. I feel like most of you know that by now, but if you're a new listener, hello, and I'm so glad you're joining me here. I just need to give a little PSA before we get started today that the audio on this may be a little shaky at some points, so bear with me. But let me tell you, after I finished talking with this guest today, I felt like everything that had been weighing on me was gone and lifted. I felt so much lighter and so much happier. And I know this episode will do the same for you all. But anyways, before we get into it, I hope you all are having a great start to your day and are working to look on the bright side. If it's been hard, don't worry because we all have hard days and a hard day doesn't make it a bad life. What matters is the mindset you carry, so try to make it a good one. And if anyone knows that, it's this super special guest joining me on the pod today. This young woman learned her way to positivity by reflecting on her mindset. She rewired her mindset to turn setbacks into solutions, struggles into strengths, and turned every experience into knowledge and growth. Her words. So now she's a life coach working on herself and living her best life. So let me welcome human design life coach, positivity queen herself, Fee Dang. Hi, Fee. Welcome to On the Bright Side. How are you? Hi, how are you? So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Caroline. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. I'm glad we finally get to talk. Me too. We were just like laughing about the time zones thing, but we're so happy we're here now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Before we even get started, I have to tell you how I found you. So I was on Instagram and one of my sorority sisters, she posted one of your quotes on her uh, Instagram story and I was reading I was like oh my gosh I love this and then I was I clicked your Instagram page went all through it and I was like oh my gosh I love her she needs to be on this podcast because we definitely have such similar energy oh my gosh my heart I'm so full like I love that so much thank you for sharing it's just like so divine and crazy how the universe brings people together right I know yeah and especially just like talking with positive people because it always radiates such good vibe and it always makes my day, like no matter what's going on in the day, the second you're with like someone else who's hopping positivity with you, it just makes it so much better. Yeah, for sure. You just like vibe off each other, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel like we have a lot in common. And when I saw that Instagram post, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this. I say this stuff and I resonated with you and it was so special just to feel like understood by someone and just reading your thoughts, which are similar to mine. Oh, thank you so much. Like, oh, my heart is just like, like, oh, so happy. I just feel so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Okay. So before we get into the main part of the podcast, I start each episode with something we're grateful for because it tends to set the tone for the podcast in a positive and intentional way by allowing us to recognize things we should appreciate in our lives. So if you want to go first, please go for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I love that so much because it's that an attitude of gratitude. So I think based on your story, I'm just so grateful for Instagram and my community and just how we can find each other. I think, you know, social media is so influential and it has sometimes negative things, but I'm so truly grateful for it because it's helped me connect with people I never meet in real life across the world, Um, you know, start my own business from my phone and you know, all the amazing things that are happening and having all these clients with like their biggest sales months or untangling their egos. So yeah, I can just say that I'm really, really grateful for social media, Instagram and yeah, meeting yourself. Yeah, I know. I was saying that too um, to my mom. I was like, I am so excited just because social media just gives us so much more access to each other and like meeting each other and like finding people who we connect with. And then So my grateful is positive people. It is so refreshing to walk into a room where there is nothing but good energy that radiates from people. And I'm a believer that you take in the energy around you. So to have the happy energy where you really have no choice but to smile is refreshing and something I've always loved and admired about people. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. So getting into today's episode, first, how about you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Thanks. So hi, everyone. My name is Fee. Um, I am a life coach based in Sydney, Australia. So as a life coach, essentially, I'm here to ignite your purpose, power and potential. So to sum it up, I help clients to be happy and their best self now, you know, no matter what's going on um, in terms of the two modalities and tools I use. So I'm intuitive. So I connect to the other side, your higher spiritual counsel. You probably know them as your spirit guides and your angels. Um, I also use a tool called human design, which is essentially like 
astrology, personality tests, like everything on steroids, which um, forms like <laughs> your soul's blueprint. So I read that. And previously my past life, which was actually not even been a year ago, I was in the corporate world. Um, I was working in brand strategy and advertising and I, I started my business as like an Instagram page and eventually, you know, it's come into what I do now full time. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess that's who I am right now. I have a book coming out next year in June 2023, which I'm really excited about. And as you kind of spoke, I'm also a writer and soon to be published author. So very, very so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank I'll you. I'll make sure I'll make sure to link all the information to your socials and the book and all of that because that's so exciting and we have to get it out there. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be back on the podcast to talk about it, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'll be> <laughs> yes, you will be. So getting into your blog, did you have original intentions to make it a career or was it at first just something you wanted to do? No. No, uh, it was just something I wanted to do because um, it was the pandemic and I finally had time and I've always been so passionate about mental health through my own journey. Um, You know, I lost my dad when I was 19 years old. So finally having that chance, it just felt so serendipitous that honestly, it's it's my life's calling. Like for me, uh, being a life coach isn't just a job. It's like my purpose, my passion. Um, If I didn't get paid to do it, I would still do it because I love it so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's so rewarding. I love that. So with your dad passing away, how do you, how did that shape you into the person you are now? Like, how did it bring you to where you are? Oh, immensely. Probably like the biggest turning point of my life in the most like beautiful, heartbreaking, bittersweet way. Um, I don't think that I would be the person here today before you if that didn't happen. Um, it, it, you know, it's really sad. I'd never been acquainted with death. And the first death I truly experienced was my dad and the first funeral I ever went to. And, mm-hmm. um, it was such a, you know, my dad was the rock of my family and he has like seven siblings. So he comes from a big family. So losing him and just seeing like all these people crumble. And I actually ended up having to like plan his funeral, which was a oh. lot, <laughs> yeah, you know, but- uh, um, going through that. So I think, The biggest thing that I experienced was I never felt before. I think, you know, culturally um, growing up as, you know, Asian as well as just like, you know, for women as well, we're just told to like not express our feelings because you're crazy or sensitive. So I actually became so numb in that process. But then Mm -hmm. once I learned how to feel it all, it's been so powerful to go through my own grief journey and now be able to help people like I think it truly woke me up. The, the sad thing about this is you don't really, like you you think like, oh, I'm living my best life and all these things. You think you're kind of like immortal to death until mm-hmm. somebody around you or close to you, you kind of realize like, oh my gosh, like every single one of us, we're actually dying every single day. And we take for granted the next breath because we just think, oh, I'm just going to wake up happy, healthy. And yeah, I, right. I guess it was a very steep learning curve, I would say to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't imagine, but I feel like, for a lot of people, it's usually like a hardship that brings people to a new finding point. And um, like personally for me, different story, but like with my mental health, I had a rough start. I had horrible OCD, horrible anxiety, and it lasted for years. And I had to get like a lot of help and therapy and all that. But during it all, and I look back when I like look back uh, when I was at like my peak of anxiety and OCD, and I wouldn't change it because of the things I've learned from it and like the life skills and lessons, because I feel like even if it's hard, you're, you're learning it or going through it for a reason to like, let you understand something greater, if that makes sense. Oh my gosh. Like, so absolutely. And I think that's exactly it. Like you just encapsulate it, whether it's the death or your mental health, like everybody has their individual experience. Like no person's is more sad or depressing. The other is it's just genuinely like these, I always say like, the breakdowns precede the breakthroughs, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm just like with validation sometimes, even if it's a smaller problem, it could be like a big problem to them personally. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, when we know like there's all this horrible, like hard things going around the world and we feel like our problems are so small, but in our world, it is the thing. And and that's okay. Like you don't have to compare you know, your pain to another person's pain to validate. I think whatever you're expressing and feeling, like it is so valid, which is so important to know in this crazy time in the world. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so with that, what made you want to become a life coach? I, I, with your dad, I know that added to it, but was there anything else before that? Because I know in your blog, you talked about how since you were young, a very positive person. So did that have something to do with it? And was it a career you always had in the back of your mind? Yeah, honestly, no, because I had that kind of timeline and dream like everybody else, like, okay, I go to university um, and then I will get a job and I'll like climb up the corporate ladder, then I'm going to have kids. And mm-hmm. I always thought about that. And I guess like starting this Instagram, it's an interesting story because I, you know, I grew very quickly. Like I think I had 10,000 followers in three months and mm-hmm. I was anonymous. Like nobody knew who I was. Like none of my friends knew. And then people started messaging me being like, oh, I love what you're putting out there. Can you give me advice? Which is essentially asking me to be a life coach. And so right. I became one on demand. And if you know human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm here to respond to the world. But I think real, I realized deep down along, like, I feel like my whole life has actually been training me to be a life coach because mm-hmm. I've always been that friend that people go to for dating advice or career advice. So I think like I was so deep in my conditioning thinking that I had to make money a certain way, mm-hmm. but actually all along, I think I did, you know, in my heart, I think I really do feel like I'm put on earth to be a life coach and, you know, it's going to be like the legacy that I leave behind. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the beautiful thing about life. Like it was the most amazing surprise I could have never dreamed of this and it's better than what I even imagined right. for myself so I feel like you know people always want to know their life purpose like what's going to happen but sometimes mm-hmm. like if you let life surprise you like it did for me like wow like I get goosebumps <laughs> yeah yeah no and especially just like even at a young age when you were when your friends were coming to you and all that it kind of just manifests that itself from all the advice you're giving yeah, I love that. I feel like you're really like insightful and observational person, Caroline. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I, I got, I, I'm getting that from you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, when you were talking about like going to university, then um, getting a job and like climbing up the corporate ladder, I feel like everyone thinks that's the path they need to take to be like, quote unquote, successful. And I'm doing a, another podcast about this. But just like navigating that time, you don't, there's not like one certain successful path and there's so many different ways to happiness and it's not a nine to five job that's going to make you happy. Like there's so many more routes to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I dropped out of law school halfway through and people were like, you don't want to finish the degree. I'm like, no, it's not bringing me any joy at all. <laughs> yeah, right. And here you are so successful after that. So it's really just like following your heart. Like everyone has a path. And I feel like it's just created little by little. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) So what was your mindset like when you were leaving law school, leaving your job and to begin to work for yourself? Oh, it was like scary, right? And I definitely had that feeling of um, being scared to fail. And the thing is, I think the difference between why people make it and they don't is every single person feels fear. It's like people think you suddenly you're not scared, but you do. But the thing is, I chose to feel the fear. And I did it anyway. Of course, we have that conditioning, as you very well said, like we think we can only be secure and stable through this nine to five job. So that conditioning has been there for my whole life. And ultimately, like you said, it's like doing what you love brings the money. And when I distilled down to it, how I really overcame it was what do I trust more? Do I trust the job and these people employing me? Or do I trust myself to be abundant and prosperous and happy? And in the end, I I decided that I picked myself. Like I trust myself no matter what happens. Like for me, I think like I, you know, I I have anxious moments where I was like, oh my gosh, like if I fail, like I'm going to die. But really Mm -hmm. the worst thing happens is I try, it didn't work. And then I just get another job. And so for me, the ultimate failure was to never try at all. And, and be on my deathbed being like, oh, I wonder what it would have been like to like try to do my own business full time. So that to me was failure. And so ultimately living in alignment with that, I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And it's been a wild, incredible, amazing ride. Totally agree with that. Um, because with anything, it's always you have to start from somewhere and work your way up. And it's not always easy starting off my podcast. It has not has been by no means easy. <laughs> and there's setbacks, you know, like, you want your hard work to pay off, but it's not always going to pay off right away. And sometimes you have to notice that. And sometimes you have to take those risks for it to lead to something greater. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, just keep going. Because I remember when I started my Instagram, literally having no followers and like 10 likes. And mm-hmm. overnight, just with one or two posts, it, it went viral. And I've kind of built that momentum from there. But people think, oh, it's like an overnight success, but it wasn't. And 
people don't even see the things that are leading up to it for you to be able to like produce a podcast and all of these things. So I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that it's kind of like you will always reap the rewards of what you sow, but just like, you know, fruit or vegetables, it doesn't happen overnight. Like it's going right. to take some time and when you truly love it and I, I can feel that you do really enjoy doing your podcast, like it mm-hmm. will pay off. It will, it will, it will. Right. Even on the days that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this. I don't know if it's right for me. There's little signs that always come up here and there that just like help me to know I'm going in the right direction. And I, I don't know if you, you've ever experienced something like that, but that always helps me to just be like, okay, I know I'm here for a reason doing this. Oh yeah. Like so intuitively, like all of the signs, like they're always there. Like your team are always there to support you if you're open and and present to receive the signs. And something that really helped me when I was beginning my journey is I focused on one person. Like if my post helps one person, whether they like or share a comment, it doesn't matter. Like my job is done for Mm -hmm. if it's any, like more than one person to me, that's like the icing on the cake. But if I just change one person's life, like I'm happy. Right. And you know, like once you get that one comment or one text or something, it just, it helps you to know you're on the right path. And for me, I definitely had to rewire my mindset and the way I was, it was playing out because before that, um, going into college, I was very negative and had just had a lot going on and always just used anxiety as my excuse because I would look around and be like, oh, why can't I have that? Why can't I do that? Oh, why does she get this perfect life? And I realized I could do anything that I set my mind to because the only difference between someone who has it and someone who doesn't is that they put that step forward and started trying and working. And literally the only person, not even person, only thing that stops you is your mindset itself because your mindset is so powerful. And I mean, you show that with your work and every day and like the comments on your post, how people went from like being super negative to like living their dream life. Like it all just starts within. Mm-hmm. So true. So what tips do you have to help people start to rewire their mindset? Because change is hard and it's going, it is hard to switch your mindset over to a positive one, but it takes time and hard work. So what are tips you have for that? Yeah, it's so hard because we know that it takes 21 days to form a habit. So if you've got these negative thoughts have been there your whole lifetime, we're talking years and years and years. And so I think it's like not expecting to undo and unlearn and unbecome all the things overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, I think subconscious work is something that I really do as a coach because, you know, that's through the unconscious mind where it's a bit more susceptible and malleable. And and that's through coaching. Like, you know, of course I'm going to be biased. Like, let's be real. Like I'm a coach, (laughs) right? And, And I genuinely believe that. And whether it's a coach, therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, it's kind of like, your mind that creates the problems, how can it get you out if you're still stuck in that mindset? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we need that outside perspective and opinion, but I think it's really noticing that nothing changes if nothing changes. Like you can't expect to have the same thoughts and change your reality. It doesn't work like mm-hmm. that, right? So you, whatever you do, you must change your thoughts. So I think like, you know, acknowledging, like I think even having a therapist coach is a privilege because that requires money, right? And I don't think you necessarily need that. I think it will help you get there faster, whatever. Mm-hmm. But starting with yourself is becoming that um, conscious observer. It's about noticing your stories and getting curious. Not like for so many of us, I think 95% we live on the subconscious. We're just like automatically going into things. And something that like seriously blew my mind when I started my mindset journey is like your thoughts are not facts. Your thoughts mm-hmm. are a product of past experiences, your conditioning, you know, when you, how you were raised and your experiences. And I I really love what you said, like that consciousness to positivity. I think, you know, we're definitely going to talk about this because we're all things positive, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it takes conscious work to be positive. It's not a default programming. And I think a lot of people get lazy. They want a magic pill. They want a magic solution, but it's like in every moment I, I get to see, for example, my dad dying. Am I going to be the victim and just go, poor Faye, I lost my dad at 19? Or am I going to be like, I'm going to use this opportunity to help me learn and grow and to help other people? So I think it's like really detaching from your thoughts and instead of like judging yourself and hating yourself, because that will never lead you to sustainable growth. It's just getting curious, like, oh, I wonder why that thought's coming up. And then you think about, for example, your self-worth. And then you may have a memory about as a child, your parents said something to you like that wasn't good enough. And then you make that connection like, oh, like that's why I have that negative self-worth because of this one isolated experience. Because 
you know, storytelling isn't just in like fairy tales and movies. It's literally happening all the time in your head. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to start noticing those stories. And I think that's what you have to do because, you know, as they say, like energy flows where focus goes. So really, where is your consciousness going? For sure. And then I also feel like leading to a positive mindset is work as in like, I did a lot of journaling. I, I learned how to do manifestation and learned about all that. I know you talk about that too and work with it too. But like before I had no idea what it was and then putting it out there, knowing that you can achieve it is so freeing and inspiring because you have all those capabilities. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So how did you start with manifestation? Like how did you get into that too? I think I didn't realize I was manifesting. Uh-huh. And so that's the thing again, like, oh, that's a really great point, by the way, because you can't get upset about things you don't know. Like, how can you change if you don't know there's something wrong? So it's like, don't beat yourself up. But once you become aware, you're conscious and present. So for me, it was like, I was like bringing these things into my life, not understanding. So once I realized like, oh, like for me, manifesting isn't in the mind. Manifesting is in the energy. Like, oh, I feel and, and desire that. And so that's how I really... Um, bring the things into the world and it was like realizing like my energy is very palpable my energy is a currency if I put it out there I will get it back in return and I think that was really like the manifestation progress uh, process (laughs) progress process Mm -hmm. for me is like feeling those things so for example with my clients we talk a lot about money and they're always waiting for like a certain amount in their bank account I'm like no 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 it doesn't work like that like if you feel abundant prosperous and rich now that's when the money comes because you're feeling it. So it's kind of like a reverse of what you think you should be doing because, because again, it doesn't involve the mind. It involves your right. body, your energy. And I think for women, desire, like, oh my goodness, like desire is just like, mm, I want something, I want it. And I think women, we've been shamed to want things. But I'm like, that's the very most powerful, potent thing that brings our desires into reality, that pleasure. And I'm not just talking sexually or sensually. I mean, like pleasure, like happiness, aliveness. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I manifest all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it really comes from like deep within too. And it's putting words out there almost like you already have it being like, I'm so grateful I have A, B, and C. Just because if you put it out into the universe, it's more likely to like come back around because you have that energy where you're like, I feel it like I have it. Yeah, because we're, we're always on magnetism, right? Like the universe doesn't like open and close like, oh, hi, I'm the universe, only open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You are literally always manifesting. You are always a magnet. So it's just like thinking about that energy you put out there is what you get, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of right. like when you have a bad day and you have negative energy and you don't mean to, and then your day gets worse because you start realizing like, oh, I'm like buying into and like feeding this negativity. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what? Some of those days we have it because I also put it, this out there. I have manifested a lot of things also feeling like crap and sad. So I think there's this misconception you have to be like high vibe all the time to manifest. Like, no, like this month, it was the biggest month in my business. And I spent a lot of it crying, like (laughs) processing and grieving, like my old relationship, how much I've changed. And it's not about feeling good all the time, but it's like about living in alignment. And and that was Mm -hmm. it for me. Like, how do I want to live my life? Like, even when I'm sad, I'll try my best and and that is my value. And so then I'm still bringing the things that I want into reality. Right. Um, Because I feel like, because when you were saying like, like a sad month, I mean, you're known to be positivity queen and this is how I kind of feel like I almost feels like illegal some days that I, I like, I'm upset because I'm like, Oh, this isn't like on brand of me because I'm supposed to be like this positive ray of sunshine. But there are some days where it's just like, hard and when one thing goes just domino effect yeah i i totally resonate with that because like my followers call me the positivity queen and i Mm -hmm. think caroline what you're describing is toxic positivity like it's like oh i have to be happy all the time but real positivity as we've been kind of saying it's like a choice in that moment and Mm -hmm. i used to think i had to be happy all the time but it made me realize like i'm actually contributing to that toxic culture by making people think that i'm happy all the time so Mm -hmm. you know my instagram i I openly cry on my stories like i literally posted two days ago you know um Mm -hmm. reflecting about a breakup and you know we our anniversary and when we met and all these things was in the month of my birthday october so you know, I think it's like knowing that being human, we aren't meant to be happy all the time, nor are we wired for happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually wired for survival, for comfort. So I think it's like for you and I, we want to be the role models and show duality. Like you, I am very happy and sad at the same time this month. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that, right? So you don't have to be like one or the other. 
And I think that when people project that onto you, it's because they have somehow in their upbringing believe they have to be happy all the time. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom used to do that to me all the time. Like even writing the book, she's like, don't write about any of the sad things. Like people just want to hear the happy things. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't think so, mom. I feel like it'll make me super unrelatable. Yeah. Some weird unicorn. And I kind of said to her, like, look, I'm going to spill it all. Like I'm going to talk about the hard moments. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I'm trying to say about happiness. It's like a choice. Don't beat yourself up when you have those days. Like you, even yesterday with the solar eclipse, I was just like, this is too much for me. I just need a day off. And, and now I feel so good because I also accept that happiness is fluctuating. Like your emotions, right? Like one day you're happy, right. then you're sad, then you're excited, then you're disappointed. And that's just human. <laughs> We're not mm-hmm. robots. So yeah. Yeah. Because I always, for the like starting this podcast, I felt like really, I felt like super negative if I had, if I noticed something bad because like, Caroline, this is not how, like, this is not how you're supposed to be like presenting yourself. And then I realized like a weekend, I was like, no, because you have to show everyone the good and the bad and everything between because it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Like it takes bad days. It takes good days to be positive and you need those bad days to find the good days. Oh, I love that because it's so true. Like, you know, you you need those hard times to really appreciate the good times. So I I love that you pointed that out too. Yeah, I love that. I heard it. I heard it somewhere. I saw it somewhere on Pinterest before and I saved it into my work. So I was like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And again, it was just like another little sign. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. We're cultivating positivity because in those moments, it's like we allow ourselves to feel down and then Whenever we're ready, we make that conscious choice. Okay, how can I find the silver lining? How can I find the goodness in the mm-hmm. bad? You know, it's kind of like my nails, like the yin yang. There's good and bad in everything. Yeah. You've got to take it all. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say to someone who has been wanting to do something but hesitant to make that jump? You know, I think we can all agree that that feeling of regret is heavy. You know, regret's one of those feelings I'm like, mm. So, Um, You know, like I say, imagine you are on your deathbed and maybe you're talking to your grandkids or your family and friends and it's like, what do you want to remember? And I think it's like you you want to be like, oh, I'm so proud of myself that I tried. And I think kind of what I said at the beginning of this podcast, like time is the most important currency you will ever have. You know, money comes and goes and it doesn't matter how rich you are, you can't buy more time, really. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like realizing how precious it is and it's like, your negative mindset, because humans, again, are wired for safety. It'll always be like, oh, but like, what if everything goes wrong? But I really tap into that energy of like, wait, what if everything goes right? What Mm -hmm. if this is what I've been waiting for? That's my advice. Exactly. Especially just when you take that jump and take that step, it crosses off any what ifs after two, because you're not thinking about what if this went down a whole new path or what if I actually ended up with him or you know what I mean? Yes, I love that. And you really prompted me to think about this thing because a lot of my clients will be like, what if I make the wrong decision? And I'm like, you just got to take the morality out of the decision. The universe doesn't go, oh, that's a good decision. Oh, that's a bad decision. A decision is a decision and the universe will flow through it. So like kind of when I connect to the other side, I ask them like, what do you think about making decisions? And they kind of go, well, Whenever you make a decision, like if you believe in fate and whatever destiny, like whatever's meant to be will always be, trust in that. But say you, you do something, the universe might be like, oh, like she decided to take the long way. That's okay. You're still mm-hmm. going to get to the same place either way because it's destined and meant for you. So mm-hmm. I think like knowing that, okay, there's no such thing as a right or wrong decision. I think the pain people have is because they can't make the decision. So that limbo feeling's terrible or they make the decision and then they, they, they go back and forth. I'm like, no, no, no commit to yourself, make the decision and then go for it and see what happens. Because how many times have we done something? And in that moment, like I I always think about breakups, right? I'm always like so sad about this person. And then I meet somebody else and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly why I never worked out with somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, like words right now. Like the other day I was so upset about this guy for like, God knows what. And then I was texting a friend and she was like, Caroline, like he's going away for a reason because there's something so much better. It's like, He's the cloud in like in front of the sun. Oh, I love that. And and that's what <laughs> I very much talk about. Like there has to be a clearing to make space because I'm like, if that guy was taking up room, it's like your ideal legendary lover is like, oh my gosh, I need this guy out of the picture so I can come in. And because your mind's so fixated on this other guy, it's like, 
he's like, okay, she finally has space. Like I'm ready to meet her now. So I always mm-hmm. think about making, you know, like if you buy new clothes and you don't have room in your closet, like you, you have nowhere to hang it. It's kind of like the same with whatever you're desiring in life. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And then um, I always say like, if I'm starting to get like red flags or whatever, you kind of want to accept those now because they could get into the way of like what your destiny is out there, you know, like they're just in the way. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. We're like just talking about this because I was like thinking the exact same thing about Mm -hmm. how you've just got to like, if you want to be with the right person, like you've got to be what you want. Right. So if you're Mm -hmm. like accepting all these red flags, like that's not really like the behavior and energy of like calling in amazing love, is it? So I Mm -hmm. think it's like, I I mean, I do it myself and I'm a dating coach and I talk to people about relationships, but it's like, Me always tells myself, like, when I see the red flag, like, you should really pay attention to the mm-hmm. red flag because it's bloody red for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is hitting home right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, noticing because there's you have, like, so much destined for you in your lifetime and it's, it's not, like, settling. You want to know there's better out there mm-hmm. and you don't want to just settle for bare minimum and accept those red flags when they're not supposed to be accepted. Yeah. And that's your power, right? It's like, I know I deserve better. So don't just like tell the universe, show the universe through your actions. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So going off dating and all of that, what are um, the top two to three things that people tend to seek help with, with life coaching? Yeah. It'll always be dating, right? Like it's so Mm -hmm. nice to have someone by your side and like, you know, I check my clients messages or when things come up, but I think like relationships in general, especially like family, friends, you know, mm-hmm. confidence, you know, overcoming self-doubt, you know, starting their own business or going for that job promotion. And yeah, like power. I think feeling like people are in control of their lives and not at the mercy of like this random universe or events. And I think um, lately as well, like spirituality, learning to listen to your own voice and intuition. That's really some of the main things I've been coming up with um, the people I help. When I listen to myself and yourself, it's kind of like weird that us humans think that we can just dictate and control the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Some, you just got to let it go. And I think um, something that I've been thinking about as we're talking is it's important to detach. You're allowed to want something, but release the clinging and surrender, let go and, and go into the flow because that makes you feel so much better and empowered than like desperately like clinging on to something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So one of my listeners wrote in this question, they said, I always want to control everything that's in front of me. I want my life planned out. But no, I can't. How do I go about changing that? Oh, yeah, such a timely question. Well, imagine you could control everything. Like imagine you were the universe. It's exhausting. Like, do you know, like, have you heard of the butterfly effect? Yeah, pretty much like, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings, and there's like a tornado in another country. But it's like, Literally every single thing, every single person, thing with free will, if you could control everything, it's like something you do affects like 20,000 other people. It's just so Mm -hmm. exhausting. I'm like, I already have a job. I don't want to do that. (laughs) And so I think about, okay, it's exhausting to control everything. But like, where is the fun, joy, excitement, surprise in life? It's like going on the same roller coaster every day, knowing exactly what's going to happen. Like that's so boring to me. I don't think I would enjoy life. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, I do talk a lot about masculine and feminine energies, not your actual gender and what's, you know, down there, because it's not all about you. I think as women, we've been conditioned in the masculine to force, hustle, control, make things happen. Like, you know, us women, we only recently had rights and and our own jobs and things in, in terms of modern history. So I think it's realizing like, it's not all on you. We are co creating with the universe. You know, like, it's just like, you've got your partner in crime, which is the universe helping you make these things happen. And I find with most clients, we think control equals safety, but Mm -hmm. that's not true because you cannot control everything. Like, look at nature. We can't control how a a tree grows. (laughs) We can't control how waves move in the ocean. The only thing we can control is ourselves and that mindset. And that feels good. We cannot change anything that happens to us, but we can change our response and that's powerful. So I think it's realizing like this exercise I do is like the circles of control. What can I control and what can't I control? If you're stressing about what you can't control, what's the point? It's like wasting energy. It's kind of like worrying to me is like you're on a rocking chair. You're like going back and forth and you think you're doing something, but you're not actually moving or going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Imagine you channeled that energy 
into actually changing things you can control. That's just like so much more powerful. Mm -hmm. Definitely, for sure. That way you just said that was spot on. I love the way you said that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So another listener had a really good question and wanted to know, how do you not let your happiness be based on other people? Mm, haven't we like all been there? I definitely have, especially in like dating and hoping like when I have this person, I'll be so happy. But realize that no one can ever make you feel a certain way, right? It's actually always your response because for example, if someone cuts you off in traffic, one person will be like really annoyed, frustrated, beeping the car and another person's like, "Eh, whatever. So Mm -hmm. no one can actually jump into your body and make you feel a certain way. And that's how you take your power back because no one can make me feel a certain way. It's how I respond or react to something. So Mm -hmm. if you put your happiness in the external and circumstances you can't control, well, you're always at the mercy of that. So you never Mm -hmm. have happiness because it's always dependent on something outside of you, money, person, job, blah, blah, blah. It really starts from within. And so it's like learning to date yourself and romanticize your life, right? Like, drinking that cup of tea and being that main character energy. It's like being out of your mind and into your body. It's like taking control of your happiness and making yourself responsible because if you're not happy, then you know exactly how to make yourself happy Mm -hmm. because it's in your control. Right. You know, so it's kind of like those two questions kind of come together really Mm -hmm. nicely, actually. (laughs) And I feel like sometimes um, like in dating life and all that, we tend to put our happiness in other people and like find our happiness in what guys say to us or how they treat us. And then like when they like just randomly disappear, we feel like crap because we don't have that like reassurance. And so when that parts out of your life that like made you so happy, like when you get dumped or something, you're down in the dumps for like weeks because you're missing that part. And I feel like sometimes it just is exhausting, but it's like just going through that process of realizing you're letting them take that energy away from you. Oh, honey. I'm like, yes, it's like you're reading my mind. Like even I've been <laughs> ghosted and it's so, it, it, and it sucks, right? But first of all, let me just say on ghosting, it's reflection of them, not you. And that's like us making things about us. Like we never really know what's going on in someone's life, but all you have to know is you deserve better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing that it's really hard to be responsible for someone's happiness. Has anybody been there? Like whether it's like your parents your lover. It's just like, oh, like, I don't want to be responsible for your happiness. Like it's a very Mm -hmm. big task. Right. It's like, if you don't want to be responsible for everyone else's happiness, don't make anybody else responsible for your happiness. Like take your power back. Yeah. Cause I feel like when you just said like the ghosted thing, so many of us feel like it's us when we get opened or left unread or delivered or whatever. And a lot of the time it just like has to do with their self and where they're at in their life. Yeah, it's so timely because I kind of had like a recent experience, like a, like a slow fade. So essentially very similar. Actually, I think slow fade is worse than ghosting because ghosting, mm-hmm. they do you a favor. They completely cut you out. Slow yeah. fade to me is worse because they come in and out of your life and it gives you yeah. hope. And even myself, I recently had that experience and I realized it wasn't about happiness. I was wanting somebody to validate me so I wouldn't feel rejected. And that yeah. was a, an internal wound about abandonment, right? And then being a life coach, of course, I'm going to coach myself and I go, but wait, Fee, like, why do you want to be with someone that has shown you through their actions that they are not a compatible partner that will make you feel so adored and loved? And that's when I knew that was my work to do because that was, it's not my fault that I fell for someone and liked someone and they didn't reciprocate, but it is my responsibility when they show me that they are not capable of being the partner that I deserve mm-hmm. and wondering why am I attracted to that? I'm like, that is right. not attractive at all. I know. And then it just, then we just like feel like we need to settle. Sometimes a guy will give me like the smallest amount of attention and I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, there's so many red flags going off. Like take a minute and step back, Caroline, like too many red flags that you shouldn't be dealing with. Take a step back, Caroline, move on. Yeah, like that's like breadcrumbing, right? And I I totally Mm -hmm. had that experience. And then I realized like I'm putting this person on a pedestal because if a friend or random person kept doing this to me, I would cut it off. I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd say to my friend like, hey, you're so flaky and all this stuff. So it's like don't put this person above you and think they're like so mighty and powerful. Like a powerful practice I've been doing is when I put someone like that, I just imagine that guy like he is just like everybody else. Like he still goes to the toilet you know, he still falls down. Like he's still stupid. Like he's not that special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's something we all just need to realize once and for all, like it's all the power within. And it took me a while to realize that. 
at the end of the day. Oh, for sure, for sure. And sometimes we we have to go through these lessons to learn. You know, so I, I really thank these people because I'm like, you taught me to like know my worth. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes is like, a woman who knows her worth isn't afraid to eat at the table alone. And I think about that all the time. Yes. No, that's so true. Like even in like real life and like metaphorically, it's a both two-way thing. And then when we were talking about like how we see other people and like our friends getting treated not how they should, we immediately call it. And we're like, why are you letting him do that? Why are you like surrendering to that? And then we, it happens to us and we're like, oh no, 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 no. We're like, we're like, hello, big red flag, siren flashing. This is like, you're being a hypocrite almost. Yeah. And I think that's about living in integrity. And so realizing Mm -hmm. sometimes you do have to talk to yourself, like, would I let my best friend go through this? And if the answer is no, then I see that. And Hey, you know, this is why those like chemicals and all the things, they make you feel like you're falling in love and all these things. So sometimes it's kind of what you've been saying throughout the podcast is you do need to step back and see the bigger picture and not, you know, I think, you know, for me, at least from recent dating experiences is learning that I don't know if I really liked the person or I was more in love with the idea of what they could be and the potential and the dreams Mm -hmm. I associated with that person. You know what I mean? Like I fell for my own fantasy. Yeah, and yeah, the idea yeah. of it's like the attention. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and, and that's uh, when it's like, okay, if I want attention from a man, I clearly need to give more attention to me. So instead right. of like looking for this person to give me what I wanted, whether it was like a text response or whatever, I was like, how do I give that to myself? And that's mm-hmm. how I step into my power. Yes, definitely. I, we definitely need to talk on that one because I needed to hear that. I know a lot of my followers need to hear that from the questions they were saying. <laughs> and I was like, perfect, hit it perfectly. Thank you. So I have a couple more questions that I picked out. Um, Someone said, I've been a very happy person for a long time, but lately I've been in a rut that I can't get out of. How do I get back to that positive mindset if I can't pinpoint what it is that's bothering me? Oh, yeah. Like we've all been there. And sometimes I realize like I'm like marinating in my stuckness and rutness. So I think it's like, disattaching from that story because the more you tell yourself I'm stuck and nothing's happening, the more you get stuck in there, right? So Mm -hmm. again, it's like, how do you take back your power and know that the external world is a reflection of your internal reality for the most part? Of course, there's things outside of our control, but if you ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? And a lot of life is choices. So for example, when I was unhappy in my job, I realized no one's putting a gun to my head saying I had to stay in that job. It was me. Mm So realizing like, what are you consciously choosing? Like for me in that scenario, it's like find a different way to make money, right? Um, And I think if you genuinely are really stuck, like for example, if you have a cold that's not going away, you go to a doctor. So if you're genuinely unhappy, you need to go the equivalent, a coach, a therapist, you know, like, mm-hmm. and stop waiting for that something to happen outside of you to make you happy again. Mm-hmm. It's like start inside, Start doing that. And I think when you haven't felt happiness in a while, I I take it on as a challenge. Like, what can I do to reconnect myself to the last time I felt happy? And, you know, sometimes when I'm really stuck, I think about what I really liked as a kid. You know, it could Mm -hmm. be as simple as, you know, blowing dandelions. That's always been a thing (laughs) for me. Or painting. Like, not waiting again. It's like that power stance. It's like, it's okay. And I think, like, when you're, you know, um, you might agree with me, Caroline, when you're a happy person, you really bash the, like, heck out of yourself when you're not happy and you Mm -hmm. really judge yourself and I think that makes it feel worse so I think it's also part like not just like um accepting that you're not unhappy but allowing it Mm -hmm. I feel like we all go through seasons of our life like you might be in a winter phase where you know you're just cocooning and and making way for the new and then your, your, your spring will come like the great thing about the great and bad thing about life is nothing is forever right so Mm -hmm. It's okay if you're not a happy person, but I think it's like telling yourself that you can get back into that positive mindset, but not forcing it. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I see clients like really telling themselves like crazy happy affirmations, but I'm like, you don't believe it. So stop trying to make it. Like sometimes if you're in a rut, you need to go to neutral, you know, not just like overly happy, but like neutral affirmations Mm -hmm. and position. And then you can go from to happiness. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I love that. And then um, the final question from a follower is how can you build self-confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I totally just remembered on the previous question. No. Because it kind of said like, um, 
if you can't pinpoint what's bothering you, it's like, look at the patterns. Life has this uncanny way of giving us the same thing in different packages, even like the same dating, the same type of guy in different Mm -hmm. bodies because it's trying to teach you a lesson. So I would really pay attention to patterns and journaling and and seeing what keeps coming up. Um, In terms of how to build self-confidence, I I have a post um, on my Instagram somewhere which talks about like the chances of you being alive is like one in 400 trillion. Like that's 12 zeros after 400. Like mm-hmm. the odds, you have more of the odds of winning the lottery, which is one in 300 million, yet here you are. Like just know right. that that's how powerful you are, that you're here. And self-confidence is an overall mindset and energy. So, for mm-hmm. example, let's say that you're really confident in volleyball and, you know, you've played volleyball your whole life. You know you're good at volleyball. You know that when you get on the court, it doesn't matter what happens, you don't think, oh, I'm never going to make mistakes because I'm amazing at volleyball. It just means like I have this vibe, like I know I'm really good. Mm-hmm. I know like whatever happens in the game, I'm going to figure it out. And and that approach to volleyball is how you need to approach self-confidence because yes. self-confidence is about the feelings and a growth mindset. That's what makes it. It's knowing that you can figure things out because a fixed mindset is fixated on, oh, the skills to be volleyball. But let me ask you something. You have the most talented athletes in the world. Everybody's been training for the Olympics, whatever. What mm-hmm. makes them different? It's that mindset. It's that confidence. That's why you mm-hmm. get annoyed at that person that gets the pay rise. That's why you get annoyed at that girl that has a boyfriend because she was brave enough to ask him out. It's that mm-hmm. energy. And it's like, don't fixate on the mistakes. It's kind of like, how did you get confidence in the first place? You know, when I first started driving a car, I was like, I don't know how to do this. But over time, I kept practicing and telling myself I can do this. And that's how I became confident to the point where I don't have to like think, oh, I need to move this and steering wheel that blah, mm-hmm. blah, when I'm driving. So exactly. it's that mantra of fall down seven times, but get back up eight. And, you know, self-confidence isn't about the past. I think self-confidence is in this moment. What are you telling yourself? And knowing like you can be the best at something if you try. And I think it's that open mentality that's how you bring self-confidence. And sometimes I create like an alter ego, like what would my most confident, happiest self do? And in time, when I keep becoming that person, I eventually realize, oh, wait, she was in me the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like finding it and finding it in yourself. Yeah, exactly. I love how we are. I feel like it's it's like talking in like a mirror almost. Like the way our, our ideas hit so similarly and like what you say is what I think and what I think is like, what you say like it goes back and forth and it is so refreshing and so much fun to have this talk because it's just different you know yeah I love that that's kind of what we talked about like your vibration you what you put out that you inevitably attracted on your own like so Mm -hmm. when you're feeling good you bring these amazing people into your life you bring all these like random pockets of joy and happiness because it is all you and when you change that internal world the, the external world will reflect that. So I really mm-hmm. love that. And I definitely feel that too, like the mirror vibes and just uh-huh. like the good, happy vibes. Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> so B, we're coming up on the end of the year, which is time to reflect and also a time to look ahead to a new year. Do you have any advice um, for how to learn from your experience over the last 12 months and for setting new goals for yourself in the new year? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like being 28 and having the Saturn return. So I don't know if you guys know about Saturn return. It's kind of like the spiritual equivalent of turning 21. It kind of kicks in 27, 28, 29, 30 years old. So something to look forward to or something you may have already happened. But what it really taught me was that let life surprise you. I've had Mm -hmm. the most craziest, wildest things happen like this year in my life. Like I literally live in my dream apartment at one of like the beachfront of one of Australia's most iconic beaches. And it's because I never got fixed on something. You know, I let the universe guide my way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't set goals because when I set a goal and I don't hit it, I feel like crap. So I set an intention. I would love for this to happen, but I'm not attached. Like if it doesn't happen, I always like my new favorite mantra right now is this or better, this or better. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't happen, something better is coming for me. And I think self rest, like self care has been so important. I had, you know, I've had the, I've had COVID. I I lost my voice for three weeks. So it really taught me that forget everything if you don't have your health. So Mm -hmm. that's, what's really taught me to do that. And actually the more happy and relaxed I felt like even this month, again, having like my biggest month in business with flow and ease was because 
I've had so much rest. Like I've been going swimming and sauntering and, and, you know, I don't want to just give from a full cup. I want to give from mm-hmm. an overflowing cup. And I think people yeah. feel that. And I think it's about when you're coming into this new year, be soulfully aligned. Like I think values, I think we um collectively that energy has been in the human design, thinking about what your values are. Like if your value is health, like you got to look at your life. Like are you exercising? Are you eating well? Or are you saying mm-hmm. that I value health, but you're going out and doing things like eating chocolate every night, right? Yeah, so I think yeah. Like, it was what you said, like living in integrity. Um, and yeah, again, letting life surprise you. Like, this is such a miracle to be here on earth. Like, why don't you just see what happens instead of mm-hmm. like trying to plan everything? Like, I think um, one of my greatest teachers, Eckhart Tolle, he talks about how like life isn't like a cruise. Like, you don't get on and there's like a pre planned itinerary. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you've right. got to just enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the things that aren't planned out tend to be like the best parts and the most fun. Absolutely, right? And know that your greatest growth happens when you are uncomfortable. Like I love being happy, but I have to admit to myself, the greatest growth happens when I feel really pushed, changed, stretched out of my comfort zone. And I think, you know, something that I realized is it's very easy to be happy and powerful when things go your way. The true test of growth is when things aren't going your way. How are you going to show yourself and the universe what you truly are? And how many times have we told ourselves, I'm not going to be able to get through this, but here we are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. talking on this podcast. Yes. Like, you have overcome so many things. So don't forget how powerful you truly are, how resilient you are. I love that. Preach. <laughs> um, so before, <laughs> before I let you go, is there anything else you want to add that we didn't cover? No, I think you asked really amazing questions, which kind of let the conversation flow. And I guess if anyone resonates with me to check me out on Instagram, I do offer one-to-one coaching and human design readings. And yeah, the book will be out next year, which I'm really excited for, June 2023. So exciting. Well, Fee, it's been great talking with you. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life all the way from Sydney, Australia. So thank you so much. I will have all of Fee's socials links the book when it comes out and all of that and you definitely have to come back on again soon oh yay that would make me so happy thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening everybody of course and when you're listening to this episode, take a picture on Instagram and tag at on the bright side pod because it's so fun seeing your faces and where you're listening. So with that, thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for every one of you. And remember, stay looking on the bright side and I promise you it will serve you really well. Love you guys. Bye. And when you listen to this episode, take a picture on Instagram and tag at on the bright side pod because it's so fun seeing your faces and where you're listening. So with that, thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for every single one of you. And remember, stay looking on the bright side and I promise you it'll serve you really well. Love you guys. Bye.